Okay, today we're going to talk a little bit about how to prioritize the self and intentions from chapter 10, what matters most. So first of all, we want to talk about putting ourselves first. So when we put ourselves first, it doesn't mean that we are going to be selfish. It doesn't mean that we are never going to prioritize anybody else. It doesn't mean that we're, we have to be mean to other people. It doesn't mean any of those bad things, right? It doesn't mean that you're going to be like an unfit caregiver or anything like that, right? I know when we have, especially those who are like mothers that have kids, like it's hard to hear put yourself first when you have these beings that are like always needing your attention for whatever reason. But putting yourself first is just a mindset shift to allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to come off of the back burner every once in a while, right? I think we just get in this really bad habit, especially as women, of putting ourselves so far on the back burner and then forgetting to ever take ourselves off of that back burner and put ourselves on the front burner. We out of sight, out of mind kind of a thing, right? So what the point of it is, is to make ourselves, put ourselves in the forefront of our mind right there with all the other people that we have to care about, okay? That remembering those those three um, things that we're supposed to remember that we are equal, that we're powerful and that we have potential, that those are the three things we, we have to agree on if we're going to um, do the spiritual part of this program, right? that we're equal, that I'm also as important as my child, right? I'm also as important as my husband. I'm also as important as my friends, right? That I get equal treatment to the other people in my life, that I'm not going to put them above me. And it doesn't mean that in that time where the time is right, that if I feel like my friend or my husband or my mom or somebody's needs are greater than my needs in that moment that I can't prioritize them above me, right? In a moment that I can't go, hey, okay, I'm going to cancel my plan. I'm going to cancel my self-care things that I was going to do today. And I'm going to do that another time because this person needs me. And that's also part of my self-love to be able to show up in a moment for somebody that I have a relationship with, to be able to take pride in myself in that way, right? Because that moves back to the part of the book where we talk about guilt prevention, right? If I wasn't to show up for my person in that moment when they needed me in the way that they needed me, then now I'm going to experience guilt. Now I'm going to affect the connection and the relationship that I have with that person, right? And that's going to that's gonna affect my self-worth journey in a different way, right? Taking that, that piece out of that one day, that self-care thing, whatever I was going to do for me that day, is so minimal in the grand scheme of, you know, 
is this going to directly affect like my feelings of guilt and shame and remorse, right? So see how we like, we just have to be intentional in that moment about what we're doing and why we're doing it, right? This is, I'm going to put them ahead of me, but it is also for me and it is the right thing to do based on all the information that we know collectively from the whole program. We can take pieces from this chapter, pieces from that chapter and kind of use it to make a, a really informed decision that's going to make sure that I feel the best about me at the end of the day, that next year, two years from now, that you know I'm going to be able to say, hey, I did the right things in all the moments. Not that we're always going to show up perfectly because we won't, right? We're going to fuck things up. We're definitely going to slip, but it's a way to make decisions that protect, right? Our crown that we've worked so hard for. So we are going to put ourselves first. And that means just equalizing the energy. I'm not any worse or any better. I'm not any less important or more important than anybody else. I'm gonna keep me on a level playing field with all the other people and know that my needs are just as important. And, you know, practicing that with my kid sometimes is hard, right? Because he wants stuff and I want stuff. And sometimes I have to go, well, I've got to get A, B, and C for me. If I'm going to have any juice left, if I'm going to have any juice at all <laughs> to give to him, right? If I'm going to have, you know, energy in my battery to be able to back all the things that he wants and needs for me. I've got to do at least these three things, you know, so then I have to kind of put him to the side. I've got to distract him. I've got to say, you're going to go do this. And I'm mommy's going to go do this just for a little while. Right. Or turning off our phone. Right. I've been really utilizing that feature on the focus feature on the iPhone here lately, because you guys, my phone blows up nonstop between Clients, potential clients, spam, all the people that I know, like it is nonstop. I would never even get like an, a bit of sleep. So I have to turn that on. If I'm going to lay down and rest, if I want to meditate, if I want to spend conscious, deliberate time playing with my son, if I want to do a live video, like literally I have to turn the focus thing on, on my phone. If I'm going to do a live video on Facebook, when I did like my free training the other day, had to turn on the focus. If I don't, then it would have gotten interrupted like every three minutes. So, you know, just utilizing what we have to utilize, utilizing tools, utilizing knowledge and carving out some time for ourselves, because think about the world that we live in, you guys, it's busy. It's going nonstop. Somebody always wants your attention in every single time zone, right? Because the spammers and the advertisers and the everything, it's not stopping. It's in every time zone all day long, every day. If you don't prioritize carving out silent time for your mind, if you don't carve out prioritizing, you know, time to journal and feel, if you don't carve out and prioritize time to go exercise where you're not, you know, getting ripped away from that. If you don't prioritize and carve out time to meditate and pray or go to church or whatever it is that you want to do, 
listen to me. It will not happen. It will not happen. And guess what else? Ain't nobody going to come into your room and turn off your phone for you and pull you up out of the bed and take you away to a retreat and say, you're not allowed to come out of here until you've rested fully. It's not going to happen. Nobody's doing that. Nobody, there's no Superman superhero coming down to pull you away from your chaotic life and make you have time for you. You're literally the only one that is capable of doing that for you. All the people out there, they want your attention for something, which is fine, right? They're allowed to want our attention, but our attention is our energy, right? Because where our attention goes, our energy flows. So whatever's getting your attention is getting your energy. Now tell me why you feel so drained, right? Think about all those places where your attention's going all day long. So-and-so's got a problem. So-and-so's got a problem. So-and-so's got a problem. If you're the listening ear for every single person in your life, which I know most, a lot of my girls are because you guys are so empathic and conscious and aware and you're doing this work for you. So you've got a lot of answers. So people are probably flocking to you as your vibration raises going, what do I do? How do I do this? What And telling you all your problems. I'm seeing the smiles and love. You get it, right? Yes. As your vibration raises, you will literally attract those people that want some of that because it feels good, right? It feels good and, and, and people seek the light. So as you raise in your vibration, you become more and more and more light. People are going to flock to you. What are you going to do? You know, just keep letting people suck that energy out of you all day long. Sometimes we have to put a cap on it. Okay. Sometimes we have to put a cap on it and it's okay to be there for people. It's okay to, you know, offer that listening ear but you have to know that every time that's some of your energy and if you have a battery at the beginning of and sometimes we're waking up with an empty battery you guys ever wake up with an empty battery yeah if we're not giving ourselves that time each day to fully recharge then you're starting off on 10 percent that we're like an iphone right we have to char we have to plug ourselves back in occasionally or it just doesn't get all the way to 100%. And you don't have to be at, you know, we don't always get the luxury of being at 100% for everything that we have to show up for. But we can be mindful and intentional about how much we have to give. I also like to think about this in terms of a bank, right? That everybody and everything that comes to you wanting something from you. Think about it like they're asking you for money, right? And like your energy is a bank. How much do you have to give and do you actually have it to give, right? If somebody comes to you and asks you for $500 and you have $100 in your bank, how are you supposed to give them 500 of it, right? It's going to put you into the negative. You're going to be negative $400 if you try to give them five. So when the things are coming, right, you have to be mindful of do you actually have it to give in that moment? Do you actually have it to give in that moment? 
and it's okay if you don't, right? And that's all that saying no is, right? I think we attach all of these meanings to saying no, like, oh, if I say no, I'm a bad friend. Oh, if I say no, I'm being a bad mom. Oh, if I say no, you know, I'm being a bitch. Oh, if I say no, I'm I'm this or that, right? There's meanings, belief systems attached to our no. And that's why it makes it so hard to do, right? But just like that bank reference, right? If I don't have $500 to give, I don't have $500 to give. How am I going to give that to you? So think about your energy in terms of money and being a bank. If you just didn't have it, you just can't give it, right? It doesn't mean anything wrong or bad about you. It doesn't mean you're this, that, or the other. It just means you just don't have it at the moment, right? And then what's really tough is knowing that some people on the receiving end of that no might not think about it that way, right? Sometimes other people attach a meaning to when somebody says no, right? But what what's going on in their consciousness and their belief systems about getting told no is none of your fucking business. So if somebody has a belief system that when I get told no, that means I'm getting deeply rejected. What what are you going to do about that? You can't heal that that childhood wound and their trauma and their change their whole belief system overnight so that they're comfortable with your no. It's not your job or your responsibility. It's theirs, right? My energy and my healing is my responsibility and yours is yours. So my job is only to learn to say no when to to giving when I don't have it to give. Say no to giving when I don't have it to give. We got to preserve, we got to protect. And you can think about it like, well, if I got to go do ABC, you, maybe even you have it to give, but you have things you have to spend it on, right? If somebody wants my energy right now and it's going to take half of the energy that I have left in my being and I'm not going to have any time to recharge before I have to come and do, you know, my 630 group, you know, get my kid dinner and washed up and ready for bed. And that's that, you know, if I'm not going to have that energy, if I spend it here, I'm not going to have it for all these things that I have to do later, right? That'll cause me guilt, shame and remorse if I don't show up correctly to them then I don't have it to give, right? So it's even a little bit deeper than do I have it to give in the moment? Can I spare it now? And, you know, is that going to affect the way that I spend my energy on the rest of the things that I have to do? So when you can think about it in like numbers, like a battery or like money, it makes it a little easier to do that work. So it's a myth that we, when they say you have to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. We talk about this myth because I like to use it as a mirror instead. I think that it's a wonderful way to teach me how to love me. If I have a great capacity to love another human being unconditionally, then that means I have a great capacity to love a human being unconditionally. And in turn, I already know how to do that. 
So I, if I flip it and do it to me, I already have all the skills I need to love myself unconditionally. I've just been externalizing that gift instead of internalizing that gift. And I need to flip it back around to me and go, oh, wait a second. I would do it for them, right? I would do it for them. Why can't I do it for me? What would it look like if I did it? If I did the same kind of love that I give out to them so freely, what would that look like if I turned it around and gave some of that to myself, right? If my friend shows up to me when they're in a bad spot and they're crying and all that, and I give them so much compassion and love and tell them they're good and it's okay to cry and, you know, you're going to get through this and I pat them on the back. But then in my private time, I'm going, quit crying, suck it up. You know, in my mind, I was like, Picking myself and going, don't do that in public. You need to go to the bathroom, right? Let's compare. What am I doing in my mind to myself about that same situation that I was like, just so freely giving them unconditional love about? It's been said that, you know, the way we treat others, like what, how you, the, the things that you prioritize in the way that you love other people is a telltale sign of what you really need yourself. That we give the thing that we've needed most in our life, right? So say you were never listened to well, you never felt fully heard, then you might really prioritize listening deeply and helping people feel deeply understood, right? Maybe nobody ever protected you. So then now you've made it your life's mission to always protect people that you feel like needed protecting. You never stood up, felt stood up for. So you stand up for people when you feel like they need to be stood up for, right? Like what we, what we prioritize in our mind to do for other people is what we feel like is what we deeply needed for ourselves. So that's a really great place to take a look, right? I could jot down three or four things that I've always felt like it was really important that I do for other people and say, where did this need come from? Is that something that I actually needed for me? Where did I not get this need met in my childhood and go back to, you know, like that all of me loves all of you chapter 11, where we talk about the inner child parts and we can do that work to unburden that part and give them that thing that they so deeply needed, right? That's a great place to start when using that other person, the way that we love other people as a mirror for our own self-love journey. And then I wanna talk about being intentional, right? Because so much of what we've talked about so far, it was about intentionality and consciously thinking through lots of different aspects of this program and using them in combination to make our decisions. But being intentional is a beautiful way to, to check ourselves when we're doing things. It's always important to ask ourselves, why? Why am I doing what I'm doing? That's gonna be your answer to your intention. Why am I doing what I am doing? right? Am I showing up for this person today because I really truly want to deeply serve them? Or am I showing up because I feel obligated? Am I going to this event because 
it's my true desire or am I going because I feel like people will be mad at me if I don't, you know, checking that intention is going to really help you navigate this pathway. It's going to help you figure out if you're doing something out of an act of self-love, if you're doing it out of love for the other person, are you doing it out of, you know, some unhealthy um, feeling of, of need, right? Like a feeling like a fear or a pressure to do something that you don't really want to do. Checking that intention is going to be crucial at the end of every single decision that you make. And making consciously moving your intentions to self-loving intentions. Now, like I said, that doesn't mean that we're going to be selfish and never put anybody's needs above our own. It just means that we're going to ask ourselves, is this in alignment with my self-love and self-love journey? And then use all the aspects from the book to consciously make that decision. Like my example earlier where, you know, you're putting somebody's needs above your own and that was more important than your own, you know, physical needs at that moment because you knew that that would be that was your true heart's desire was to be there for that person in that moment because I think a lot of people you know uh bash the self-love movements and bash this the because they're like oh I don't want to be selfish like I love other people but at the end of the day if you're really doing this work this makes you such a more beautiful friend, you know, mother, whatever person in relationship than you could have ever been before. Because when you show up, you're going to be able to show up as like your best self. It's, you're going to be a good you to you and you're going to be a good you to other people. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a choice right, of one or the other. I think people think it has to be this choice. Oh, well, if I'm going to love myself, then that means I'm not going to be able to love any, you know, I'm not loving other people. No, it's not that simple. It's not that dualistic, right? We don't have to choose. You get to have it all. You get to love you and love everybody else. You get to love everybody else and love you, right? Because we're equal. You're just as important as everybody else. Everybody else is just as important as you. You just get to stand here on the same platform that you've put everybody else on, right? You get to be on that platform too. You get to also be taken care of. You get to also be loved. You get to also be well. And so we want to set intentions mindfully. Because if I'm, if I make a conscious effort to set my intention, my intentions based on where I want to be in the future, right? This is how we, this is diving into that quantum queen kind of stuff, right? We're going to set the intentions based on who I want to be in the future. I'm going to set it based on who I know I am in my core, my truth, right? I'm going to set it based on that queen archetype of what would I do at my highest and best, if I was already there, if it was already done, if everything was already taken care of, and I was already embodying this highest, best version of me, what would my intentions be then? 
right? And we're going to grab those intentions. We're going to bring them here to present day reality. And we're going to set our intentions around that and then make our choices doing this decision-making processes like we're talking about here based on that, right? If I was already the kind of woman who A, B, and C, your queen archetype, right? What, what kind of decision would I make in this moment about spending my energy on this other person? What kind of decision would I make in this moment about prioritizing myself or these other people, right? Whatever the case may be. Bring those intentions here. Set our intentions based on that. So we're going to do a little bit of, and you guys can just do this in the chat. And we'll have an open discussion about it in just a minute. I'm going to run through them quickly and then we'll kind of move deeper into them. But here's some questions to journal out and think about. Number one is, what are the things that I commonly prioritize over myself? What things have I been putting in front of me? What are the things that I've been saying are more important than my sanity, than my ability to feel, than my physical health care, right? What are the things that I've been putting in front of me? What are, what are the things? You know, a lot of times it's making money. A lot of times it's taking care of all the other people. A lot of times it's, right, trying to creating whatever, right, goals. What are those things that I've been prioritizing over myself? And sometimes when we stop and really take a look at that, put it on paper, we're like, ooh, <laughs> wow, really? Like, have I really been putting that in front of me? There's like this meme that goes around all the time that says, if I asked you to list all the things that you love, like how long would it take you to name yourself? And that's so real, right? Because we typically will go all day long and think about everything else that needs to be done. I prioritized, I think cleaning the house used to be a big one for me that I would clean and ignore my needs all day long until the house was like spotless because like it was just so obsessive for me to need like everything to be perfect that I would just put me on the back burner all day long and then be like so tired at the end of the day. But now I can kind of take things in stride, you know, now that I realize like, oh, that was more important to me than my needs or I like wasn't stopping and I wasn't, you know, doing things that I needed to do. The next question is my needs or wants that I should prioritize. What are your needs or wants that you need to prioritize more? What are the things that you've been ignoring, denying yourself, right? Sometimes we just deny ourselves or won't, we could give it to ourselves. We just don't, won't give ourselves permission and we're not even prioritizing anything or anybody above it. There's just something in our belief system about that we don't think that we deserve to be nourished that deeply or to have needs and wants on that level or whatever right worried about maybe people would think about us or different things what are your needs and wants that you should prioritize next question how will I give myself what I need when I need it 
So let's run through like a real scenario in our mind of how our day looks and actually think about what it would look like to change your day in accordance to meeting your needs better, right? Does it mean that I actually have to pull over at the gas station and stop on my route and go get a drink and a snack or have a stretch or whatever instead of just pushing it through? Okay, <laughs> she's got it. Does it mean that I have to space out? Here, I'll call myself out too. Does it mean that I have to space out the people on my schedule enough to actually have a break in between the people? <laughs> yeah, right? Conscious effort, right? Does it mean that I have to quit that job and get a different one? Because this one just doesn't, isn't ever going to be able to support my needs. Had to make that choice before too. <sighs> what, how will I give myself what I need when I need it? What does it actually look like to make that change? Does it mean that I have to get up an hour earlier so that I can meditate before my kid wakes up? What does it look like? Right. How are you, how is it going to happen? And then now we're going to ask, who do you love most in the entire world? Who can you say that you love unconditionally? They can, you know, you will just always love them no matter what. For those of us that had children, it's, man, we know that love for our babies. If you don't have children, maybe you've loved a parent like that, or maybe you've loved, you know, a, a husband like that. But who do you love most in the world? And actually go in depth and describe how do you love them? How do you love them? What kind of things do you do to show them that you love them and make them feel loved? Write those things out. And that's going to be your mirror. That's going to be your self-love mirror, right? Because if you can do it for them, then you can do it for you. Now, what joyous things have I been blocking myself from? Sometimes when we struggle with self-worth and self-love, we just think that we don't deserve the stuff, like I said, you know, and, and it's like these higher vibratory things, right? Maybe we'll meet like our basic needs, Maybe, you know, we'll we'll start hitting some of that next level, like a little bit of pampering here and there. But what about that pure energy of joy? What about that high vibration of just pure joy and bliss? Have you been blocking yourself from feeling that in any way? Where have you been doing this? What are the things? What are the joyous things that you can block yourself from? One example might be, you know, that song comes on that like makes you just want to dance and sing and jump around the living room and then you, but you don't, right? We just are like, I'm not getting up and dancing. You know, something in you is like, don't do that for whatever reason. But we could choose differently, right? We could choose, even if you're by yourself and, you know, that's, that's a reason why people seem to block themselves from joy. Oh, I'm just sitting there at home by myself, right? Like I'm not important enough to feel joy. Well, you are allowed to feel joy, 
even when you're by yourself, you're allowed to feel joy. If you get that nudge in the moment when the song comes on to get up and dance and jump around your living room, even if you're that you're forming that relationship with yourself, when you say yes to that, I'm going to dance by myself. I'm going to jump around the living room by myself and dance and sing and clean the house and whatever. Like I do it all the time. Like that's how I clean my house, music blast and jump and dancing around. Right. I remember um, realizing that I thought I wasn't important enough on my own for joy. One time when my husband was not home, well, we weren't, we weren't married then. This was a long time ago, but uh, we didn't even have Kate yet. But yeah, we were in a, uh, we lived in this little apartment and he was not home and he had to work late and I wasn't going to be, um, he was going to be able to eat the dinner that I made. So I was like, well, I'm not cooking it then. I'm not making that steak. And then I remember being like, wait a, whoa, why am I not important enough to have steak by myself? Like I can make steak for myself. So I'm ended up being like, no, this is you, for your self-love journey. You get in there and you make that steak for yourself. <laughs> so I did. I went and I made the steak for myself and I had a beautiful dinner just for me. And that is the kind of thing that I'm talking about here. We block ourselves from experiencing joy because it's just us. But you are also a human being that is important and deserves to feel joy, right? So deciphering what are those things that you block yourself from and then deciding consciously to stop blocking yourself from that joy. And then the last question is my truest intentions. So what kind of person do you want to be? This one has a few parts. What kind of person do you want to be? And when we answer that question, you know, it comes with a lot of powerful words. I want to be a this type of person, an honest person, a giving person, a loving person, a right. I want to be this, that, and the authentic person, right? These big, powerful words that we're going to align ourselves with. What do you want out of life? What do you want out of life? And I want you to go expansive here I want you to not block yourself from the biggest dreams possible when you when you say this part we're not being realistic here we're being in alignment with the closest thing to God's will for us as we can possibly imagine right and and let me tell you that even whatever you imagine God's got something better planned for you so dream the biggest right what do you want out of life Next one is, what do you believe in? What do you believe in? And this can be spiritual. This can be physical. This can be just what are your truths that you feel deeply in your core that you live your life by? What are your current truths? And the next is, what are your goals for the future? So this is when we can get a little bit more practical after that, what do you want out of life question? We can actually say, okay, well, my goals are to, the goals are normal. The dreams are like the big highest highs. And then the goals are normally, how are we going to get there? Right? Well, I want to be a doctor. So I'm, my goal is to go to school, med school, you know? So it's like the dream is the, the vision. And then the goal is the practical, how are we going to do it? 
So what are your goals? And then, then you can just journal out any other intentions that you might have. And then once we get those intentions and these things down on paper, right? We see them and we can feel them. Then it will be easier to align ourselves to these intentions when we're making our decisions as we walk through our paths. Thank you guys so much for being here. I love you so much. Okay, so let's close out this group session with a little meditation. If you want to just get comfortable, however your body feels like it wants to be is the best way for it to be. If you feel okay to do so now, you can close down your eyes. If you need to wait a minute, it's okay. Let's go ahead and just take some big, deep cleansing breaths together through the nose. We're going to bring the air in. Hold it in the chest for as long as you can comfortably. And then just allow it to exit. Big, deep cleansing breath in. Hold. Pull some more air in as much as you can. And the breath is life, right? So when we get to these parts of our life and our journey where we get so overwhelmed and so anxious and so emotional that it's almost hard to breathe. We need to reconnect to that energy of life, right? Just affirming to ourselves that we're important too, that we are equal to everybody else on the planet. And it's okay to care for self. That self-love is not selfish. That it is a necessity for our journey. It's a necessity for our emotional maturity. It's a necessity to be able to rise to the next level of who we are. It's a necessity to step into our authenticity. Big breaths. That this self-love and self-worth journey is about way more than just self-care or pampering. It's about being deeply intentional. It's about knowing who I am, the deepest parts of me. About creating a future reality where I feel less shame, less guilt, less remorse. It's about making deep connections loving myself enough to let down the walls, loving myself enough to be conscious and aware and protect myself, loving myself enough to try something new, loving myself enough to push through the discomfort into the next phase of my healing journey. It's about loving myself enough to change the way that I think when it's not serving me. It's about loving myself enough 
to allow myself to feel whatever it is that I actually feel, right? It's about loving myself enough to keep showing up, to keep trying again, to keep doing this work over and over and over again for as long as it takes. It's about knowing that I'm important, knowing that I'm worthy, knowing that I have the power to change. Anything that I think is a flaw, it's knowing that I have the power to deeply accept anything about me that maybe I didn't like, but it's just an inherent truth about who I am. It's about loving myself enough to take myself through processes that will heal my heart and soul, reunify the fragmented pieces of myself, and help me to feel not just put back together, but like I was made into a brand new version of myself, better than anything that I could have ever dreamt of. And it's about giving myself that permission to do so, knowing that I'm worthy of that transformation, giving myself permission to have that transformation, deeply committing to that transformation and thriving through it. And now you may open your eyes and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being here.